Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. With e-commerce off the charts, many small and growing warehouses are asking, how can I get ahead when my warehouse is barely keeping up? The answer is future-ready warehouse tech from Zebra Technologies. Warehouses can simplify and upgrade all processes, from automated inventory management to hands-free picking with Zebra's tailored, scalable mobile solutions. They're simple and intuitive. There's never been a better time to upgrade for success with Zebra. How can your warehouse get ahead? The answer's in black and white. Get the answers at zebra.com slash the answer. That's zebra.com slash the answer. Businesses are retooling fulfillment operations from warehouses to omnichannel to meet new demand amid unprecedented labor shortages. 3PLs, retailers, B2B distributors, and others are turning to flexible fulfillment solutions like Six River Systems to adapt and scale. Six River Systems Fulfillment Execution System is an integrated solution that combines intelligent, cloud-based software and automation, including its autonomous mobile robot, AMR, Chuck. No costly or disruptive infrastructure changes, fast and easy associate training, and integrations with other warehouse execution solutions allow operations to meet labor challenges, increase efficiency, and enhance customer engagement. Go to www.sixriver.com to learn more. Go to www.the6river.com to learn more. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Lawton with the New Warehouse Podcast here at Modex 2022. We are in the booth on the floor, and I am joined by James Hendrickson. He is the president and GM at Versus Logistics, which is focused on spatial intelligence and bringing digital twins to your warehouse and doing all kinds of fancy stuff when it comes to spatial computing and really kind of changing the way things are, are seen, but not necessarily seen by you. I think why well, I put that the right way, but James will well give done. us a little more information there. And uh, you may remember James. I talked to him way, way back, Promat 2019, when he was with a different company, but this is a new venture and I, I'm very excited to hear about it and, and reconnect with James as well. So James, welcome to the the booth, the show here. How are you doing on the first day of Modex? Here? Great. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Uh, it's uh, it's just nice to be back here, right? And, oh, yeah. and, and back in person. And it's almost like uh, it's almost like uh, two years ago, only not as weird as it was two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Two years ago, but normal, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's great to have you back here in the booth. I was we talking about something different than what we talked about way back when. But so Versus, talk to us about Versus. What What sure. is Versus? So so Versus is a, is a company that 
that the name comes from um, all of the verses. So metaverse, okay. omniverse, that kind of thing. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So that, that's where the name comes from. Mm-hmm. And as a company, we're defining larger sort of spatial web standards. So how mm-hmm. you interact digitally in the physical world. Right. And many people are going, all right, well, you've already lost me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow uh, down, slow down. So <laughs> how, how does it apply to supply chain? Yeah. And so what we found was, hey, the world's kind of not quite ready. It's getting closer. Mm-hmm. You know, Facebook changing their name to Meta and things like yeah. that. It's sort of pointing in that direction. And mm-hmm. as those larger things are coming together, the thing we found was that supply chain was a really great place to start because okay. it looked a lot like the real world, mm-hmm. but with much more kind of controlled, bounded edges. Right. And we were able to deploy the some of the spatial um, intelligence and spatial web standards into distribution centers and throughout the kind of the, mm-hmm. the logistics supply chain right. um, with really significant benefits mm-hmm. because we're frankly just looking at the world differently. Right. Interesting. So, so I mean, definitely you, you mentioned there, you know, you're getting very deep into the, the technical side, right? And, this right. Is a, and something very technical, and it, but it, it's something very smart as well. You talked about the metaverse and obviously people have heard about, you know, meta, Facebook change and all these different things that are happening and people are building mansions in the, the metaverse and they're selling for all this money. But yeah. NFTs and all that other yeah, stuff, Yeah, right? all that stuff. So, I mean, you guys are not minting NFTs nope. for the warehouse, right? But, you know, so when we look at the warehouse and the, and the structure that you talked about now i think the way you're kind of accomplishing this in a, in a sense is, is utilizing digital twins yep, correct so, exactly. so talk to us i guess first for what's a digital twin for maybe yep. somebody that might not know and then how does that how does that help in operation yeah so a digital twin is a is a is a digital representation of a physical thing right so you talked about those you know nfts and things like the virtual yeah. mansions right? yeah yeah and, and that would be an example of it but what we do is we build a digital twin mm-hmm. of a warehouse or of a container yard or yeah. of whatever the thing the customer's interested in, in having. Okay. So today, these things happen, a digital twin or something like it happens when you're doing a three-dimensional CAD, when you're laying okay. out a warehouse right. from an MHE perspective, yeah. or uh, you see a lot of it when you are deploying AMRs, because mm-hmm. you need to know how many do you have to deploy, mm-hmm. and you have to model out the capacity and things like that. So today, people build digital twins or things that are like digital twins, essentially for simulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we're seeing is they use them for simulation and then they kind of just never look at them again. Right. We take a very different approach. So we build a digital twin, mm. which again, re- the result is for you and I is a is like a three-dimensional map okay. that you can kind of like truly like kind of spin around and look at and it looks super cool. Mm-hmm. But for us looking at it, kind of who cares? Right. What we, we are able to do is take that twin and then make it computer readable and then we now have a three-dimensional high-definition map mm. of, of an entire space. Okay. And what we can do is then we overlay that map with a warehouse worker who's doing picking mm-hmm. or for a autonomous forklift or an AMR or a autonomous drone. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, as soon as that is overlaid in the physical space and we sync that with a QR code or something else that indicates that we kind of lock that in that location in place, mm-hmm. we can now navigate that physical space via navigating the digital one and keep them okay. in sync and we eliminate the need for cameras and all these other sensors on on the on the actual warehouse edge or on the 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 customer edge so today we're mapping workers like sort of like Waze or google maps Mm -hmm. for a warehouse which looks at the end a a lot like traditional picking but what's what is it's radically different 
is that we're actually mapping that worker through three-dimensional space. So mm. we know if there's a wall, yeah. we know when there's pillars, mm -hmm. we know all the things that we, that we have to physically account for because we are allowing the computer to physically see a three-dimensional space, which is kind of uh, gotcha. a little bit mind-blowing because we're not yeah, used to yeah. thinking about computers that way. Yeah. But this is like kind of the power that comes with this next era of computing. Mm -hmm. and what's super cool from my perspective is that we're, we're, we're deploying this and trying it in the supply chain space right. first. Right, so it, it, this this industry sort of gets a wrap of like kind of being five, ten years behind some of the other spaces. Yeah, yeah. But because of the the urgent need for mm -hmm. us to understand the physical space and supply chain, this is where we're going first because it's a, right. a bounded problem. Right, mm -hmm. a warehouse is a warehouse. Right, yeah. it's got a WMS, it's got a WES, it's got whatever it has. Right, that's that's that is directing people through it, but it doesn't have like unlimited number of things that are kind of interfering there. So you build that, and, and for the most part, the warehouse doesn't really move, right? right. You're not, people aren't changing racking every day. Mm -hmm. So as you build that digital twin and you begin seeing that space and keeping that updated, you mm -hmm. can now route that worker, that drone, whatever it is, through that physical space yeah. and no longer need the logical locations like you would have like aisle A or right. you know section one or whatever. That's no longer important. It's almost like you were sort of standing up on a mezzanine with a laser pointer mm -hmm. and pointing it at where that worker needs to pick or where that drone needs to pick. Oh, okay. And it's sort of almost like a laser-guided kind of thing. And it's right? taking you right to that point. Uh, take yeah. you right to that point. Mm -hmm. And not only do we take you right to that point, we give you the best path to that point. Okay. All right, interesting. So I we're accounting for space, yeah. and that's the problem we're solving. And that means that you can then replace anything at the edge and deploy the tech that you want mm -hmm. at the edge regardless of kind of what other your investments are because you now have a view of what the space is. Hmm. So you could use voice, you could use RF picking, you could use kind of pick the light, you could use, and you could drop in drones now because yeah. not only are we mapping XYZ, XY, we're also mapping Z. Hmm. So you could kind of go up and down. So we've had customers tell us, hey, I'm going to like dust off the failed drone project that we had yeah. because it failed because we couldn't figure out where it was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're like, well, now that I've seen this, like, why did you sell me picking? Like, yeah, yeah. I can do the drone thing, and I could do all these other things. Yeah. So as they start thinking about the world spatially, which, mm -hmm. by the way, Kevin, is the way you and I see the world, right? right yeah. We're just not used to seeing computers see the world that way. Yeah. So when we're here at Modex, we're looking around, and we can kind of peer around a corner. Mm -hmm. We can kind of we see somebody that we know out of the corner of our eye, right? right? And we're basically making a computer operate in that way. Hmm. which is kind of mind-blowing, yeah. but as soon as you start doing it, you're like, okay, well, if, if you can make it work, cool. When, when yeah, do we yeah. get it? <laughs> yeah, very interesting. And I, I think it's it's a really interesting approach to being able to, to make things more and more efficient in the warehouse, and you said, because it's guiding you through like the best efficient path to get to different things. So so tell us a little bit about how, you know, the traditional idea behind creating a, a pick path in your in your system or whatever is, is you know, you're using a snaking through the rack or something mm -hmm. like that. So so tell us how it kind of contrasts in that nature and, and how does it pick up on maybe what a what a faster path would be than yep. what your, your system would typically dictate. Yeah, so one big area, right, we mm -hmm. talked about that sort of serpentining, right? T right? Today, you're essentially getting a, a pick list from your WMS, right. and we all do a pretty good job of ordering that in the right order. Mm -hmm. But what we're not accounting for is, unless we're doing it manually, is, hey, there's a wall, right. and you can't actually loop around to the other side. Yeah. And so every time that happens, you have to kind of go in and manually change all that. Mm. 
and we don't actually care what items are where. Yeah. What we we care about is what the physical space is, which again, back to what we talked about before, is what we as humans care about, right? right. Like, yeah. I, like awesome. You want me to pick something on the other side of this 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 uh, this racking, mm-hmm. but there's a wall there. I can't get there. Yeah. Right. So we we intuitively know that, but many times systems don't know that, and so so we can account for that. And then as soon as you have this mapping and you can't account for it from a traditional like pick pathing, mm. you can apply the same tech to whatever else you're putting at the edge. Mm. So not only can you use it from a, from a worker perspective, one of the things that use cases that we hadn't really thought about here was, was, was from a forklift perspective, okay. as you're getting more and more autonomous in the forklift kind of space. Yeah. We're hearing some, some people here talking about doing on kind of remote operated forklifts or, oh, yeah, yeah. or more fully autonomous forklifts. Mm. One of the challenges is getting the, the fork entries to line up. Right. Right? And so that, that's a use case we hadn't thought about, mm. but, but we have a high, de- high definition XYZ view of the world, mm. that problem is easy to solve. Yeah. And so what you're, what, way people were trying to solve it before is sort of like how Tesla and other people try to solve it mm-hmm. by putting lots of cameras, lots of sensors on. Yeah. We're approaching it the other way. We're going, look, let's take a, let's take a three-dimensional view of mm-hmm. the physical space okay. and then keep that in sync. And now we can map with a great deal of fidelity mm-hmm. without having to load up sensors and hope that they saw it right. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting, and it's interesting you talked about the remote operation. We had them on the, the show a little a little earlier. Ago oh yeah, on it. and I, that was one of the questions I had was about you know how do you get that if you're remote? I mean, how do you get that sense of the the space like yeah. we're talking about? Like as if you were sitting on the forklift. So, what's interesting? I'm that, going to that see that them next. Out. Actually, okay, all right, all right, all right. Let them know I said hi. I will do. So, so very interesting stuff. And I mean, obviously, the, the spatial intelligence. You know, one thing I think you, you mentioned in there and a couple of times. You know, is, is a pretty complicated thing to think about from a technological standpoint so you know obviously if uh, someone's looking at it in the operations world they want to just know does it work right yep. but one thing too i think we look at as you know with sensors and all these different things now now talk to us about that aspect i mean when you're utilizing the spatial intelligence like you guys are providing it versus do you still need to have all these different peripherals and yeah. attachments to your items and you know all different types of things on your worker or on the equipment? Do you do you need that kind of stuff when you utilize this? Yeah, technology? it's a great question. Uh, so we get that a lot, mm-hmm. and the best answer is that it really depends on what you need as a cu- as okay. a customer in your operation. What mm-hmm. level of fidelity do you need? Yeah. So we're used to going. All right. Well, if we just load things up with sensors and right. we kind of grab all that sensor data and kind of mash it together and kick it to somebody's big data cloud, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then we're sort of like, and then a miracle occurs, right? right? That's how it's been working up until this point. Mm-hmm. And, and so what we're doing is, we're, instead of saying we're loading you up with sensors and hoping the sensors can make sense of the world, mm-hmm. we're starting with a sense of the world. Yeah. And then as you, as you can add sensors back in to give you finer and finer levels of detail mm-hmm. and greater and greater levels of fidelity. Yeah. So I had a customer ask, oh, well, can you tell if the, like somebody drops a forklift, a pallet in the middle of the aisle? Yeah. Well, no, not real time today because yeah, yeah. for the most part, our customers today go, hey, you're not going to drop a pallet in the middle of the aisle. Uh, but if yeah. you're worried about somebody doing it, <laughs> yeah. throw a sensor on it. Yeah. Right? And, and then we can, we can account for it. Yeah. And, and not to say that that problem doesn't occur because... Uh, it, occurs, it occurs, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, so it sort of is the juice worth the squeeze, right? Yeah, do, you, yeah. do you need to put that level of fidelity? Some customers for sure. Yeah. Most of our customers today are looking at it like I can get 
a huge amount of spatial awareness mm -hmm. with no sensors, no additional uh, sensors and no additional things other than some 2D barcodes yeah. that are placed around my facility that I can use to keep the uh, 3D model from drifting. Mm. But we have also done stuff with like ultra wideband, yeah. like high definition, like spatial awareness, where we know exactly where you are. Yeah. So if you want to know that, we can certainly do it. And all of it, just all it does though is give you greater fidelity into that spatial view. Mm. So our customers can kind of pick, yeah, yeah, based on what they're what they're doing and how detailed they need it to be. Mm -hmm. And so far, I think most of us would expect that they everybody would have leaned in and put a ton of sensors on. Yeah. For the most part, they're not. They're going look. This, what we have with like a traditional handheld, right. good enough. Yeah, yeah, that's good to know because I think, yeah, I think that's one other thing that you know people get get worried about when you start bringing in new technologies and stuff is like you know am I going to have to add all these additional things and, yeah. and expand upon what I already have and the fact that you can just you know come in and be able to, to just utilize the system as that you guys are providing the way it is and if you want to go that finer level of detail like you mentioned the, the yeah. pallet drop um, then you can do that um, so you have that flexibility which I think is a, is a great thing so so talk to us a little bit about the the spatial order picking the the wayfinder I think is what you guys are yep. calling it what is that and, and how does that differ from uh, traditional sure. picking that you may be doing already yeah, so I guess one thing to, to kind of call out when, you know, you talked about new technology, right? And right. so the first thing you do as a company that's doing new technology mm. is you make sure you have an easy to understand use case and okay. you have an application that fits into that, into a, something that can you can kind of present to people in the industry and go, right. all right, you understand this. Yeah. And, and essentially, essentially that's what we did here. We okay. said, all right, we have this spatial view of the world, which is different than anybody else is looking at it. Mm -hmm. But trying to, to talk to the logistics space around a digital twin and like all of this stuff, it sort of feels a little bit like magic. Mm. So what we did to start with is we said, all right, what can we do with this spatial view of the world in the supply chain? And so we developed this Wayfinder application, okay. which is takes that digital twin, everything starts with a digital twin for us, mm -hmm. and then it, it we it's mapped to the item master Okay. that the customer has from their WMS. Yeah. No changes to the WMS mm -hmm. other than using the existing API that they had. Map to that item master, and now when you have to pick whatever item it is, we're routing through physical space mm -hmm. to that location. And so what we're finding is there, there's a, every, you know, at least in my, when we talked before, right. I was talking to you about some innovative ways of picking. Right. Lots of people start with picking because yeah. it, it's a pretty... No, re reoccurring, expensive yeah, yeah. use you of, your, of your workers, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly, you know, pudding sort of looks a lot like picking when mm -hmm. you do it the other direction, right? Yeah. Like it ends up being kind of the sweet spot to start with. Mm -hmm. And and so we started with picking, like many people do, and then what we're finding is sort of a follow-on effect of, okay. hey, now that you have this spatial awareness, can you help me dynamically reslot? And we're like, mm. yep. Oh. Can you help me? And, and can you do it from a spatial perspective? Yeah. Like, I know how physically big it is, right. and I know how physically big the space is because mm. we did a spatial mapping, yeah. and I know that I can't put it there, right. and I know, or or I know that I have reached the capacity of my of my facility, mm. and then anything we order beyond that yeah. now has to go into overflow, which is has extra costs right. and, and all those yeah. other things. So I think as we kind of continue to progress here, mm. we will continue uncovering new use cases. Yeah. Uh, but the Wayfinder one right now is delivering huge value, right? Because yeah. for the so the customers we have are seeing greatly reduced training time, mm -hmm. especially in in spaces that have uh, really high turnover. Yeah. So one of our customers is hiring something like ten people a day, 
right? And wow. and like you know, it's the it's the it's the space we're in right now, yeah, right? Yeah. And so they don't have time for a multi-week onboarding process, right? So they are up and going inside of a day because mm. the handheld mapping them where they can go. Yeah, yeah. And, and so we talked about this Wayfinder handheld app. We, because we are caring about mapping in space, mm. we also don't kind of care what what you're running it on. So we have customers that wanted to run it on HoloLens, so kind of heads-up right. display. Mm-hmm. And, and they're able to take the same data and deploy it in that use case. Mm. And in that same one, just make sure that we're not kind of putting all of our eggs in the HoloLens basket. Yeah, yeah. We can also deploy onto their existing vehicle mounts. Okay. So And it's giving the same spatial routing and the same picking pathing mm. through the space in HoloLens on a handheld or on a vehicle. Because, mm. again, what we care about is the, the physical space. Right. And then just all we have to do, simply do is map to the item that they need to pick, mm. and we can find the shortest path through the warehouse. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think cutting down the training time is a, is a huge thing. As, as, like you said, the environment we're in now, I mean, it's just you need people to go yeah. right away. So yep. anything Because they do, might not be there tomorrow. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. I need to get, you know, if I can get four hours out of them today and I can't exactly. get anything for the rest of the year out of them, at least I can get four hours, right? So, so I, I mean, it, it's very great that you, what you guys are doing here. And I, and I see, like, I mean, there's huge potential and use cases for this technology. So so I can only imagine, you know, how it's going to grow and expand upon, not just in the supply chain space, but it sounds like, you know, outside of the supply chain space as well. But we're happy you started in supply chain space. We are, too. Sure. Yeah. We are, too. So. And so the, the, I guess one point I would actually make is that, mm-hmm. like, our, our intent is not to kind of keep building these edge applications applications, right? right? It, it, like, you know, as a new technology, you have to do that. Otherwise, yeah. nobody knows how to, to deploy it. Mm-hmm. Our intent, and one of the reasons that we're excited about being back physically in person here at Modex, is yeah. to tell people about this from a strategic partnership perspective, and then have those applications being built up on the on uh, okay. around this spatial technology. Because yeah. this is an open standard. It's being, it is being, is going through the IEEE approval process. Right. So the people, from the people who brought you Wi-Fi, yeah. uh, <laughs> they're the ones that are all also uh, validating this. Okay, great, great to know, and, and definitely look forward to seeing how this is going to expand upon, and, and you know the difference it's going to make in our in our warehousing lives, and and just make that uh, space make a lot more sense. So, but thanks so much for coming by the booth, James, yeah, my pleasure. And, and it's good to reconnect after sure. all this time as well. If people want to find out more information about Versus, how can they do that? They can go to versus.io. That's V-E-R-S-E-S.io. All right, great. And we'll put all that information at thenewwarehouse.com as well. So, James, thank you for coming by and, and enjoy the rest of your show. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from the new warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for the new warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.